Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome in. You found the World Travel Dad Show. Today we're talking about the lovely country of Turkey and two of its top travel destinations. Ephesus, which is located near Selçuk. This is the ancient Greek city of Ephesus. I'll do a full trip report there. And then Parmukula, which is one of the top visited sites in all of Turkey. These are these uh, salt formation from hot springs that fill up with water and reflect a blue light. You may have seen these, and you may be shocked to learn this is the second most visited spot after Istanbul in the entire country. Well, we went to both of them, and I can't wait to share our experiences with you. So let's get started. If you have ever thought of taking a trip to Turkey, then this is a great episode for you. We will be spending two months here we arrived uh, at the beginning of May, and we flew over to a town called Izmir. It's um, one of the larger cities in the region. Turkey, of course, the, the capital is um, Ankara, which is it's not Istanbul. Um, many people don't realize that. We've been to Istanbul, and in fact, I did an episode from there. It's a great city, but this time we flew into the city of Izmir. We had had a guide in Istanbul that was from Izmir, so he kind of told us about the city. And we were flying over from Athens. Of course, we had had a three-day stopover there in Greece. We had to cut out our entire Greek island part of our trip, which is very sad for everybody, because when we planned our trip, my wife miscalculated our Schengen days on the second half of the European trip. So, of course, the first half, we knew exactly which day we had to leave France. But we just assumed, you know, hey, when we come back, you know, we'll easily get to 90 days. And uh, we went, we overshot it. And the only way to do it affordably was to cut Greece, unfortunately. So, if you're flying, if you're going to fly into Istanbul, then this first part of the trip report may not help you as much. But if you fly over from anywhere, you can try to get to Izmir. It's a very small um, airport. Um, I'm sorry, it's not very small. It's it's um, it's it's a reasonably sized airport, but it it seemed empty and it seemed very manageable. And it's not hectic and crazy, at least the day that we got in. So the first step, of course, is are you going to rent a car or how are you going to travel? Because if you're coming to Turkey, you're going to do some traveling. You're not usually just going to go to one city. You're going to go down the west coast. That's where most people go. And that's where we were focusing. If you um, are you know, intrepid and adv- 
truly adventurous and speak some Turkish, then, you know, you, there's a lot of places in the east you can explore. Of course, there's Cappadocia. That's like the air balloon, hot air balloon area and the villages carved out of stone. We, we couldn't fit that in this time. You have to, you have to fly out there. That's a really long drive. Uh, I guess you could drive, but so we're focusing on the west part. And if you had, if you ever watched Rick Steves, he did a show in Turkey, and he always used to say, you know, I don't, I don't bother with a car in Turkey. I guess is because his rationale was that he didn't speak the language, he didn't fully understand the culture, and he just felt it was easier to have his guide friend just drive him down the coast. Well, not all of us are lucky enough to have some guide come and meet us and drive us around. I mean, that would be nice. So, you know, we had to we had to be grown-ups about this one and we decided to rent a car. It's a it's a little bit cheaper than the car rental was in France, not much. Um gasoline's cheaper than Europe, quite a bit cheaper. So that's a that's a positive note. And I always feel like when I'm looking at renting a car in a foreign country, I've done this in Czech Republic, Slovenia, Croatia, Poland, and then, of course, Western Europe. I feel like if they're driving on the side of the road that I'm used to in the States, I feel like you have a fighter's chance. So I don't think you should be overly intimidated about renting a car here in Turkey. The The road rules are generally European. You want to, you can't pass on the right. So you, if you're, you can only be in the far left lane if you are passing. Otherwise, move over to the middle or the right lane. And so the first night, we we got our rental car, which is a pretty simple process. And we drove down the coast to a town called Selchuk. It's um, S-E-L, and then the C with the little loop that comes off the bottom that makes a C-H sound, Selchuk. This is the town, this is the gateway to the city of Ephesus, which is probably the the best preserved um, city from the Byzantine Empire that still remains today. It's about 20% excavated, which is remarkable because there's a, there's a ton there. There's a huge library. We'll talk about that. I don't want to get too far ahead. Um, but Byzantine, of course, was the eastern part of the Roman Empire during the fi- 500s and, and 600s AD. And one of the more notable emperors was Justinian. And he created the capital of Byzantium in Ephesus. And prior to the Romans, it was also a, a Greek city of immense importance. It had a port the the ocean came all the way up to this city, whereas today it's about six kilometers off, maybe seven, because the 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 port silted up, and now it's just sort of like grassland. One of the benefits of coming to Turkey is you're going to get less crowds than a site, a similar site over in the European Union. So, for instance, when we were in Athens. We went to the Acropolis, and it was fairly crowded. There's a pretty long line most of Athens was you know the sites were were fairly crowded we we snuck into the Olympics Museum through the the back gate um, that wasn't terribly crowded that was kind of cool I guess 
Athens was great though. Um, as an aside, I, I, I definitely think you should spend a few nights there. If you're going to do the Greece trip, don't just do the one night and head out. Most people do that. I think you give it a couple, couple, three nights if you can. Um, getting back to Ephesus, however. So we drive to Selchuk. Um, it's always a little bit nerve wracking, uh, a little crazy getting into one of these towns, one of these kind of Turkey's not a developing nation, but it's not like rolling into like Copenhagen or something. You know, it's it's a little crazy. It's like a little bit of Eastern European, little bit Asian craziness mixed with some, you know, European kind of old world, you know, culture sensibility kind of thing. And so we roll into Selchuk and instantly you know the town seems a little run a little bit run down but we would soon discover that it's a very charming little town and i do recommend it most people you know at our hotel which is at the top of this hill um this hotel ran about 85 usd a night and we fit four people in a room it, it was it was an okay room for what we needed and it included a gigantic breakfast so not a terrible value, you know, with a family of four. My kids eat a lot of breakfast. I certainly eat a lot of breakfast, as you know. So not a terrible value at all. And most of the people staying at our hotel were just kind of in for one night, maybe two, just to scratch Ephesus off the list. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I've always, I've always said this. If you can spend more time on your trips, you really should think you're going to get a better experience we spent five nights in Selchuk and really got to know the place um, we went back to the same cafe you know multiple times same dinner spot uh, the guy there was very nice um, actually all the staff was very nice it's just called the Ephes restaurant so um, not the most creative title uh, but they're not there they're not there to win you know, title headlines. They're 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 there to make you the the mezzale, that the mezzler. That's the um, the appetizers. It's very reminiscent of like uh, Greek mezes, I believe they're called. I don't know a lot about Greek culture, frankly. I mean, I was just there for like three nights, but I think it's similar to Turkey. I mean, they're very close. Our, our Aegean Airlines flight was about 45 minutes. Popular dishes are going to include the lamb meatball, the kufta. Uh, you're going to get these, these cheese rolls. You're going to get a lot of uh, kebab meat, um, which I think it kind of looks like a skewer at times for me. But I think with the kebab, they take it off the skewer when they serve it. And then they actually have things called skewers. Um, there's some... Uh, hummus, really these mezzalers are kind of the treat of of these restaurants because they make them uh, fresh usually. They put them out in the glass case and you can go up. It's very customary to go up and kind of gawk and take a look at them and judge them. You, know, you can frown, you can smile, you can you know, get really excited and, and point to something and ask, you know, what is this? What is this? Um, and that's kind of like a cultural thing. And at first I thought, 
I'm not gonna go up and like, you know, scrutinize your food and like, like go back there where the where the cooks are working. Like, what are you crazy? And then, you know, the guy put me at ease and he said, "No, no, you you need to come over here and like take a look, look at our offerings here." So it's kind of fun, and you should feel free to do that. Really, it looks like you do that really in any Turkish restaurant. Um, fast food stuff. Um, they have the doner kebabs, which doner I believe just means like it's spinning. It's the, it's the ones they kind of rotate on a spit, and that that stuff is just succulent, thinly sliced. Um, it's just terrific. Good fast food really cheap they have um guzlames yeah g o with the umlaut thing and the and z guzleme these are pancakes and these are quite good and in fact we we were ordering one with tahini um and the tahini here is really sweet so it's almost like a super sweet peanut butter it's not like you get tahini at whole foods i don't know maybe you don't know what i'm talking about but Tahini is a key ingredient in hummus. You basically just want to put olive oil, tahini, and then garbanzos is the base for most hum- hummuses. Is it hummai? Is that plural? Um, and but tahini is usually an afterthought for me. You know, you go to Whole Foods and just get the three sixty five. You know, don't. I don't even think they have artisan tahinis in the states but over here man it's tahini looks like it's a religion and this stuff's great you can get it in the in the pancake i want to take a brief moment to talk about drinks they have something called ayran a-y-r-a-n it is salty buttermilk it sounds terrible i mean frankly it probably tastes terrible but i have developed a taste for it it only took a couple of days in istanbul i really like this stuff and I keep telling myself there's there's got to be some kind of probiotic health benefit or something. You know, I'm drinking buttermilk for crying out loud. You know, and everybody's doing it. And apparently when Turks, when Turkish people leave Turkey to go live in, you know, somewhere, Greece somewhere, maybe even the States, the, the Iran is one of the things they rank as the thing they miss the most, this little buttermilk drink. I mean, yeah, I've got some in my fridge right now, so, you know, I know I'm kind of a poser sometimes, but I really do like this stuff, and no one else in my family does, and that's fine with me. I like kind of being unique, and um, tea, uh, t- I, I talk about this, all, anytime I mention turkey, I talk about the tea and the coffee, because I think it's important, I think you should know kind of what you're getting into. So tea can be had at any time, it's usually very cheap. This is one of the things you don't really have to worry about the price of. It's ubiquitous. You just have it before, during, after meal, at night, whatever. Um, at one of these cafes. Now, um, you can have it, you can put a little sugar cube in it. I think that's a little bit immature to be like sugaring stuff like that. I'm a little more hardcore, but I have tea right now and I did put a little sugar in. So, there. There's my mea culpa. Culpa. Um, the Turkish coffee um, <coughs> I really love the stuff my, my wife doesn't like it that much she kind of likes it but you don't want to go it's very American uh, 
to have the Turkish coffee with your meal. This is an after meal situation. Um, so if you go to breakfast and you really, you, you have to go, you have to go all American, you know, and, and you don't want to fit in and you're just like, I need my hot coffee with my eggs for crying out loud. Well, then you order a Nescafe, it's called. This is a, this is a brand of instant coffee and that way they can whip you up a big Nescafe American style of coffee. Watch the price on that stuff. It could be kind of expensive, um, but that's what you drink with your breakfast. Um, I tend to just do tea with my breakfast and I do the Turkish coffee afterward. Um, if you do enjoy the Turkish coffee, don't uh, drink the grinds. Once you drink the liquid down and you see the um, the the coffee grinds in the bottom, they, they call it like the milk or something. There's some term they refer to it, but that's the sign of well-made coffee. You just leave that in the bottom. You don't have to punish yourself and suck that down. And of course, there's they have beer and they have very good red wine here in the region. And so you should um you know order the red wine. We we got the cheap stuff at dinner and it was it was pretty good. It's good enough. Um beer same way. You know, this isn't Czech Republic. They don't have some special beer, but they they just do some lagers, and there's only like three companies. So, you know, if you like beer, you'll be fine. Um, Rocky, that's the um, anise, anise flavored, kind of like the black licorice liqueur. Don't put um, ice in it. That You look like a total poser. They were giving me ice when I was in Istanbul, and now I feel deeply insulted. Um, you don't need ice. It's just like pastis in France. You just put a little water in it, and you dilute it to the way you want it, and that stuff's great. I like to say you drink enough Rocky, your your sleep's going to be Rocky, though. And so let's get into Ephesus. I don't need to go through this too much. When we did our little history lesson, I I highly recommend going to this region um, to see Ephesus. I mean, it, it, it wasn't that crowded. Um, the prices were a little bit high. It was 400 lira per person. Our eight-year-old is free. Anyone under, anyone eight and under were free. If you're going to be going to a lot of these historical sites, you can look into the museum pass. I think it's like 2,500 lira, though. It's kind of, a, it seems a little expensive. Um, we're going to end up only going to two major sites, and so I don't think it made sense. But if you're going to go to three, and they have them up and down the coast, you know, um, Bodrum, you may have heard of Bodrum. We're not going to that place this time, but, um, you know, there's there's Bodrum, <coughs> Par Parmukula, which we'll, I'll talk about momentarily, and I'm sure there's some farther south. I mean, the Greeks and the Romans were all up and down this coast. Um, they they knew their stuff. This is it's a beautiful place, and I can see why they tried to incorporate it as much as possible into their respective empires. Um, the, the highlights of Ephesus are the auditorium, the library of Celsus. This is a gigantic library and you can just, you walk the grounds, you know, we walked it for about an hour and a half. <coughs> you, you can have someone stand in the auditorium in the center and then you go up to the top deck and they can kind of talk softly and you can hear what they're saying. That's kind of fun. Uh, you know, everyone, do, everyone does that one. Uh, if you if it's hot, um, the Library of Celsus has some shade spots. 
pro pro tip there. You know, you can get out of uh, the heat. Bring some apples. Bring some. Uh, bring a snack in there. Bring water, and you can walk all the way up to the top to the north gate, and look back over the city. And then you know, it's it's one of these crumbling cities. I mean, I've said it. This is like the fourth one we've been to now. And I'm not saying that it minimizes it. I feel really, really um, fortunate for me personally, for my kids, to be able to have this history come to life kind of moment. <coughs> but you don't need to. You don't need to go twice. You don't need to spend four hours. You don't need to, like, walk the trail of Justinian and like figure out where he took his breakfast and did a number two. You know. That's you don't have to get in that finer detail, and then also in the town there's something called the um, the Temple of Athena. It used to have 127 pillars. It used to be one of the seven wonders of the world, of the ancient world, and it was something special. And the reason I, I'm not leading with that is because there's only one pillar left, so it really really stinks. Apparently, back you know a thousand years ago or something before anyone really tried to preserve the place a, a major earthquake ripped through the region destroyed a lot of these temples it's a really neat little site though and it's free you know you just walk in there um, and then there's a byzantine fort in town and something called the basilica of saint john of course this this is uh saint john the baptist from uh the bible and so there's a lot of religious importance to this site and this um, this was cheaper than than one of the large um, museum sites, and it's worthwhile if you're in Selchuk. This is another reason to stay for a few days. You can scratch that one off the list. Okay, so moving. We'll be right back. Let's get back to this thing I'm calling a show. So, Parmukula. This is, it's tough to spell, but you should look into this area. I had heard about this about 15 years ago. You know, Rick Steves' show. That's how I like learned about everything. And But I butt heads with Rick Steves. I'm not... I'm not one of these um, Steve's fanatics. I think he does a great job, but I'll, I'll, I'll criticize or I'll diverge somewhat. And Parmukula is where I'm going to diverge. And it's not, it's not necessarily his fault. Because when he went, all these pools had been filled up. It was a beautiful, sunny day, and they reflect blue light, and it is quite beautiful. Okay, it doesn't look anything like that anymore. And they're still charging. They're charging more than they used to charge. And so, to me, the the price value for Pamrukula was not there. It's about a two and a half to three hour drive from Selchuk. You drive inland. You drive through a couple of small towns. Um, if you're going to do this drive, you should stop at these fruit stands. If you see one that looks good, the fruit was a great deal. And this little region inland off the coast is where they grow a lot of this good fruit. So really just stock up. Don't be shy. 
uh, they're not going to speak English, so like I said, brush up on your t Turkish a little bit. Know how to say, you know, numbers at least. Uh, bring some cash. And so we stopped about halfway, got a bunch of fruit. And then you get to the this town, um, you know, Parmukula. And it's a cute little town. It's not bad. We got a nice hotel. Uh, didn't include breakfast, much to my dismay. But it had a nice restaurant. And the prices in Turkey generally are affordable. But, man, they are not as cheap as they used to be. And that's the same with every place now. In, uh, global inflation in, in these countries with somewhat weak currencies are just getting hammered. And the price, they're having to skyrocket the price because of inflation. You might be getting a good exchange rate, and this is what I told our friend. You know, your exchange rate for the dollar is good. But what they've done is any co any business that relies on tourism, they just adjust their prices upward. So I'm not sure you're getting that much of a deal because of because of the dollar um, exchange rate. Um, so don't don't expect you're gonna have to get creative. You're gonna have to go to you know more fast food type restaurants for your budget. Um, anyway, our hotel was nice. Uh, we had we had it for three nights, just a place to kind of relax. Um, the first day was totally rainy, so we did not do the Parmukula. Um, they they tell you, you know, we we read so many blogs. You get yourself so psyched up for something like like this. It's like the number two visited site in the whole country. And we were told, you know, go very early to avoid the crowds. And so we did. We we headed out at like 7 a.m., which is super early for our family. And we had to set an alarm. And it's kind of fun. You know, the kids, they, for as much as they bitch and moan all the time, you know, sometimes they'll get excited for something like that. And we all were. It was going to be kind of a fun thing. They knew the drive up to, the reason you stay in Parmukula, the town, is because it's like a five-minute drive. And a lot of people come in and do these day trips, and then you're stuck on this bus for like four hours. No thanks. I mean, if you have to for budgetary, I totally get it. But if you if you can avoid it, avoid sitting in buses. And these are nice buses, too. It's not like the the chicken cart. You know, you're not sitting next to some, you know, smelly old sailor or something. Um, some some of these places you do. I mean, I've certainly had that, but not, not really in Turkey. So <coughs> you stay there. You have a short drive. We definitely beat the crowds. It's open at 6.30 in the morning during high season, so you can get there really early. Um, yeah, we weren't perfect. We a, a busload of Asian tourists, they beat us, beat us to the punch. But you got to get up really early in the morning to beat that first busload because those guys are they're truly dedicated. So you walk into to the place we entered through the south gates and you have to walk along for a while you know, they don't let you enter Parmukula um, immediately you have to walk around to the single entry point which is kind of a mess by the way Parmukula stands for cotton castle I did an Instagram post on this um, I didn't really work that hard on the posts I never do um, but this one actually looked pretty good but I only got about 15 likes a uh, little bit under, a little bit under on that one. I thought it was pretty cool, um, but the 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 overall experience for me was slightly underwhelming for Parmukula. I, I hate to say that, 
it just seemed like with the way that the pools are not filled up anymore and the way that apparently tourism kind of wrecked some of the areas so they're having to rebuild them it's like everything you know nothing's as good as it was 20 years ago i'm having a tough time coming to terms with that but it's it's a it's overall a pretty cool experience hieropolis is an ancient greek ruins that are nearby you can see a an auditorium god these greeks they love their auditoriums and these are like the sites that are still up it's like if you know if uh staples center or something is like here a thousand years from now um and uh it's cool you know you can you can tour that as well um we didn't go too far into hieropolis it's part of your ticket too i should add that um but we we walked the pool area and the busload of asian tourists they stopped at the second pool um they got their you know selfie they snapped off their their instagram stuff and then they they stopped and they were maybe caught being overly cautious about the slick surface of the pool which i don't blame them um it's it gets slick in certain spots but we just pushed on and we ended up getting to the last pool and we were the only ones in the last pool and that made kind of getting up early worth it you know so we got some good shots down there but then the real treat for me is um you pay a little bit extra and uh, you know like five bucks or something per ticket and you get to go into the cleopatra antique pool which is a hot spring two thousand year old hot spring probably more than that geez the two it was discovered two thousand years ago by um mark anthony um and he built a hot spring spa for Cleopatra, who was his his lady, his lady friend at the time, you know, the ruler of Egypt. And um, he did a good job. He did a really good job. But like all this, so imagine just this like pillared marble um, natural hot spring spa that, uh, you know, Cleopatra hit it when she was in town. Um but I think the same earthquake destroyed a lot of the pillars, knocked them down into the hot spring pool. And so they, what, what they did for tourism, you know, 30 years ago, or now probably 60 years ago, they built, they rebuilt this hot spring and they left these pillars sitting in the water, these ancient pillars. And so now it's a hot spring you can visit and I highly recommend doing it. And it was for me, it was way cooler than Parmukula itself. And you have to buy the Parmukula ticket to get to the hot springs. That's a catch. You can't just go to the hot spring, which kind of stinks. I would have gone there like two days. But it's well worth it. You know, so bring your bathing suit. They have lockers. And we were one of like three people that even got into the pool. All the busload people, you know, if you're coming on a bus, you're not going to the pool. But you think the bus driver's going to wait while you, well, uh, you take a dip you know and have a nice mineral water no way he's got a schedule to keep so you know if you can you should make this part of your trip this is actually the highlight this is kind of my trick for how i got the kids out of bed and it did not disappoint so there there's my grade a plus for the cleopatra antique pool such a cool experience to be kind of swimming around in this ancient crumbled you know spa thing
This is World Travel Dad. Let's face it, when I'm on the road, I get ripped off a lot. And I'm constantly making a fool of myself. But I'd like to share those moments with you because maybe it'll help you avoid a similar fate. Or maybe you can just make fun of me. One of the days when we were in Parmukala, there's a, there's a town about 15 minutes away called Denizil, and it's the larger town in the region. In fact, some people claim to have stayed there to get to Parmukala, which makes sense. It's only about a 15-20 minute drive from there. You don't have to <clears throat> be high maintenance like us and stay like right in Parmukala. But we thought, hey, let's go check this town out. We're not doing the Cotton Castle today. Let's see what it has to offer over there. And so we drove over. Uh, you know, like any of these towns, your your first thought is, um, you know, where am I going to park this car? And, you know, don't get in an accident. Don't hit somebody. So I'm driving super slow, which I kind of do anyway. It really drives people crazy, but... You know, look, there's a reason I'm doing that. I'm trying to be safe here. And so I get into town, and we finally find this parking lot, which is kind of near, there's like an old town here in this city, which is neat. And we wanted to just kind of spend our day there, getting some lunch, getting some Turkish delight, getting some baklava, that kind of thing. I finally found a parking lot. Nice guy, didn't speak English, but we figured out, you know, here's the pricing couple bucks seems reasonable. We'll pay you when we get back. Don't worry. We'll, we're just going to be a couple hours. So we'll see you in a bit. Park the car and go walk to this kebab restaurant and immediately forget which direction went we came. Um, naturally, we spend a couple hours in this town. There's They have like a, they have a grand bazaar like remake thing that they, they kind of make it look like at the grand bazaar. Um, nobody does like a market, like a market complex, like the Turks. I mean, obviously the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul is, is really famous, but all these other towns, they, you know, they don't spare any effort at, at all these little shops, but some of them are kind of tacky, but this one had some pretty good shops. So we were, we dipped in and got some like playing cards, got some candies, uh, found another place to eat that was terrific. Um, they just have like, they had one thing on the menu. I love that. Um, we asked for a, for a menu, of course, and they don't have those and they love telling you that they're just like, you just tell me the number of things that you want and what you want to drink. I love that. And it was, it was really good. You know, if a place has one, you know, if a place has two things, they do them well. The only thing better than that is that they just do one, um, so lunch was great. But then at the end of this day, we're kind of tired. We're walking around a bunch. And we forget where the car is. And I could have sworn it was one direction. Everyone else thought it was the other direction. And an hour later, one hour later, we're still looking around for this car. And we're looking at our phones. We were probably, you know, I didn't see any other Western-looking people the entire day. So we stick out like a sore thumb. We're complete sitting ducks. If if there were any, there's any criminality nearby, they're they're gonna they're gonna latch on. Fortunately, there wasn't. This is a very nice town. Um, I think there might have been a small college or something. It 
just pretty vibrant place. We're there on a Saturday. Um, so anyway, we're about to kind of split up and like do these like sorties military style where we go out and like do reconnaissance. And then we ended up stopping at a, another parking garage. We, I had the ticket still, but it was the wrong name of the place. It was some, they were using like other people's tickets cause it's the same parent company, some mess. Um, but we stopped at another parking garage, and this older gentleman and, and a younger guy helped us. They called around to a few other lots in the vicinity, and they finally located the lot. And he kind of walked us up the street a little bit, made sure, you know, you guys aren't going to get lost again now, are you? It's like, it's right over there, you know. So he pointed us out to it, found it. Uh, we are happy to get back. Fun story. Uh, is a nice town, but we spent maybe an hour too long looking for the car. I want to personally thank you for listening to this show. Without you, the audience, I wouldn't even be able to do this. Now, I wanted to ask you to do me one personal favor. If you could go to the show notes on your smartphone, if you could hit subscribe and give me a five-star review, I would love that. Unfortunately, a three or a four star review, though honest, doesn't really help. And if you are going to give me a one or a two star review, you're obviously a depraved individual and may God have mercy on your soul.